0: yo 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 this cash one half of the don't sleep on the couch podcast team if you're here for the first time don't sleep on the couch is a podcast about music sports culture entertainment we are trying to be the sports and of all those things combined so each and every week you can get music takes from us you can get takes from movies tv shows you can get takes from things that happen in the culture whether that be uh real world events and, and things that affect Black folks in particular. So we're going to get into those things each and every week. We have guests on from all walks of life, musicians. We have folks, uh, movie directors, artists, you name it. Here and there, we're going to have them on the show. So uh, we also do collabs with plenty of other podcasts and, and things of that nature. So we got a lot of dope takes on here, man. So if you can check out our catalog, please do so. But before we begin, make sure you go subscribe to Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, Whether whatever podcast platform you're listening to. We also have a YouTube channel where we periodically put out certain segments of our podcast. So go check out, check that out. Don't sleep on the couch podcast or don't sleep network. You're going to find us pop up right there with the yellow emblem. Don't sleep on the couch podcast and and make sure you do that. So like and subscribe each and every week. But yeah, so that, that's really what we're about. So we, we can't get a bigger following without you guys sharing, liking, subscribing and and being the first ones to know when something drops. So that's the best way to check out what we're doing each and every week all right all right right. so you know kind of what we're getting into today for today's pod is basically you know DJ Khaled just dropped the album and he had a lot of you know joints on there people feel you know both ways about it. I've heard it being trash I've heard it being pretty good I've heard it you know being lauded as great so I've heard all all of those opinions I'm going to break down how I feel about it and and you guys you know let me know if I'm on the right track here or if you guys feel different also got a uh, Moray, he dropped Street Sermons. I first heard about dude a couple, maybe a couple months ago, man. I think Jay dropped him, Jay-Z dropped him on a uh, title playlist. And then from there, man, I, I was like, oh, this dude is one to watch out for. So going to definitely see how, you know, that project looked and, uh, you know, get my perspective on that. Also got us uh, some NBA news, you know. Nikola Jokic, man, I've been watching this dude for the last couple of weeks, man, ever since Jamal Murray went out. So I'm going to, you know, give my thoughts on him. Also, LeBron's comments on the, you know, playing tournament. And then last but not least, the NFL draft for the Philadelphia Eagles. So and then we have a special guest on as far as Nardis artist numbs. We're going to be talking about his projects, Road to 40. Uh, he has a new project right now, Raise the Bar 2. With Abel Mary. So we're gonna get into that. So I mean, we, it's a dope show ahead, man. So y'all y'all stay tuned, man, and, and we'll be right back. So let, let me start in the the sports arena, man. So man, recently I'm I'm watching Sports Center and, and and I'm like, well, yo, why is why is LeBron even talking about being upset about the play in tournament? Last year, when they were number one, there was no talk of the play in tournament. In fact, the dude was excited about it. You know what I mean? The possibilities that it brought to the game and now all of a sudden you're you're talking down on a playing tournament. I mean, I, I think it's total bullshit. And for me, I have to say that I've never watched some some of these teams that like Memphis right now that that are um they're jockeying for a playoff position or just for a playoff spot in particular. Uh Golden State Warriors as well and there's a ton of other teams in the east that are, you know, that are in that 10 to to 6 realm that that are going back and forth with with possible seedings. I haven't paid that much attention to these type of teams in years. You know what I mean? And typically these teams that are are top-tier teams, they're mailing it in. You know what I mean? And then also on the latter half you have the teams that are in that that, that 8 I'd probably say that nine to 10 range and beyond that don't have a chance in hell, just, you know, they're sitting back for the lottery and it's unwatchable basketball, man. And that's why basketball get the rep it gets as far as people not really being into it because they don't have a reason to be into it at the end of the season when people were kind of resting players and and things of that nature. So I think it's a good thing. You know what I mean? I'm an NBA head, so I can't get enough of it. So for me, having that added extra layer, and you know, injuries happen this year, so and this is a special year, so I I get it, I get where guys are going extra hard at the end of the the season, and it can possibly get re-injured and things like that, but you know, nobody cares when it's not the LeBron James, the uh, Kawhi Leonard's, these you know, Steph's of the world, like, nobody cares when it's the other guys, you know what I mean? When it's the Donovan Mitchells, when it's when it's the Jamal Murray's, like it's just like, all right, you know, whatever. We don't really expect much from you guys outside of a, a strong playoff push, but we really don't expect you guys to be in a championship setting. So whatever to those guys. But as soon as this is the big guys and it's affecting those guys, then all of a sudden it's a problem. So I find that 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 kind of odd. But let me let me move on though. My man Nikola Jokic, man. This dude is the clear MVP candidate. Like, what he's been doing, I think, you know, I'm recording this right now on a, on a Monday. So, but what he's doing right now, and they just lost to the Lakers, but as far as being 9-2 and two, since Jamal Murray went out for the season and an injury, and to be still playing the way he's playing, that's the epitome of an MVP. He hasn't missed a game all season. He's been doing work, and this dude plays above Sorry, he plays below the rim. I'm about to say Nikola plays above the rim. That's that's crazy to even say. But, like, he's even up this game as far as just steals. His hand's always on the ball. He's in clear control of the game, and he cannot be stopped. Like, I haven't seen one guy that really gives him fits, man. He's getting his buckets, and he's doing it in such a small market in Denver. And just these guys are winning and getting better each and every year. And to boot, man, he has, you know, Porter Jr. who stepped his game up in light of Jamal Murray being hurt. And this dude, Porter Jr., and, and we'll get to the Porter Juniors in a second. But Nicola, man, I am I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. And I think he surpassed everybody. And and unfortunately, I think there's gonna be a little bit of stain on on his MVP run. And I don't know why, but here's here's the thing. I know people are gonna give give him shit or or taint it. So to speak, because LeBron was injured, you had Kawhi who missed significant time. You also had Embiid who missed significant time. Steph, you know what I mean. This team is where they are in the standings, so it's kind of like ah, we're not going to give it to him, and and definitely he's already won two, so they're not going to give it to him. But he's been playing MVP caliber just to get the Warriors in, in that position. So when you consider all of these different guy, kind of guys that are, are MVP candidates. Nicola to do what he's been doing game in and game out and, and still come out on top of that. It's a beautiful thing to see, man. And he's going to be one of the most unlikely is uh, candidates from from a term of popularity. And but if you watch the, the game man, this this dude is a sight to behold, man, like just post moves out the ass. Like he makes it, the entire team that pick and roll game with Porter Jr. And then before that, Jamal Murray was just deadly, man. So he can pick you apart. I, I'm excited for what this this guy has to offer in, in the future, man. And you, you guys, got to watch out, man, because I think the Denver Nuggets at some point here in the next four to five years will be will be champions if they keep this 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 group together with Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, and Nikola. Like these guys are only going to get better from here. Now, let me go back to the Porter Juniors. I'm talking about Michael Porter Jr. and Kevin Porter Jr. These dudes have been playing out of their mind. So Kevin Porter Jr., Houston Rockets, he's had like a, one of those those type of seasons where you know he got kicked out off the Cavs and had some some issues and some some well chronicled issues, and you can look it up. It's, I forget who wrote an article on him on uh, the undefeated, but as far as his upbringing and and things that he's been through, and and it's quite like a lot of a lot of dudes that have had a hard upbringing, but his was kind of a little. You know, I I don't know what to say about that. His his was a little bit deeper than than the typical guy that you read coming from a, a home that was was fractured. So you know he had a lot of issues, a lot of uh, with management and things like that in the Cavaliers organization. Fast forward, this dude goes to you know play in the G League and man, he lights it up there. And then you know he's pretty much anybody in the NBA could have had had this guy. And he he went as such a high draft pick, but it didn't quite pan out with the Cavs. So, you know, moving fast forward, now you got this guy out here balling and putting up 50 pieces, and, and but he's been doing this with a consistent performance and, and averaging, I forget what he's averaging, but it, it's been highly impressive. And I'm like, damn, my Knicks could have had this guy. You know what I mean? Because he was there for the whole league to basically have because the Cavs gave up on him. And with being such a high draft pick, you know, you got to know his attitude was a lot to deal with if the Cavs gave him up for practically nothing. So, yo, that 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 kid is one to watch out for. I'm not sure if Houston's going to be able to hold on to him, but it, they might be in good hands in the future if they, they keep a hold of this guy, man. You know, Harden leaves out, and then you just miraculously walk into Kevin Porter Jr. Man, this this dude is amazing to watch. But Michael Porter Jr., man, this dude can be of the Denver Nuggets. Ever since Jamal Murray got injured and is out for the season, this dude has stepped his game up to another level. I think he's averaging something like 26 points, and he's just expanding his game beyond his years, and I don't even think he has full grasp of what he can do right now. The Denver Nuggets do not mess this up because this guy can go to another team and clearly be a one on that team. That's how high I am on Michael Porter Jr., amazing amazing talent amazing talent if you if if you haven't had the chance to watch the Denver Nuggets and I know a lot of people don't because they're not the darlings of the NBA they don't get reported on like the Lakers uh, maybe the Knicks the Clippers you know some of those more popular teams the 76ers you got to check this dude out and, and don't be don't be too don't be too surprised if these guys are playing late in the season and you're like who the hell is this guy he made a leap last year in the playoffs but during this run with Jamal Murray being out, he's taking it to a whole whole new level. So y'all, y'all definitely got to check out with, for him. These these Porter Junior kids, man, they they are off the hook as far as just talent wise. So yeah, definitely check them out. All right, NFL Draft, Philadelphia Eagles. We got our guy in Devontae Smith. Man, I am I'm, I'm so excited for for this pick. This was one of the picks where when we traded back. From the six overall, I was upset from that time. And I, I totally tuned out in the draft. And if you guys have listened to any of these podcasts, you guys know I'm not a huge buff on the NFL draft. So you're going to get this very amateur take. I wait till my team drafts and then I do my research after that. So, you know, our grades have come in and I've, I've seen and I've read different websites on that as far as what the Philadelphia Eagles have done. and And I'm, again, half of these guys I have not heard of. But Devonta Smith, of course, is the one that sticks out being a Heisman Trophy winner. And the clear, clear X receiver when it comes to the Eagles. We also picked up a center out of Alabama as well to boot to help protect Jalen Hurts or whoever we're going to have at quarterback right now. So I'm I'm highly encouraged with the youth movement that the Eagles are, are doing right now and also with just not effing it up. But I will say later in the draft, I, it kind of left much to be desired. For me as far as what we're doing what direction we're going uh, we, we continue to pick up these cornerbacks uh, and in hopes of, of these guys panning out so i'm the last few years as we picked up some cornerbacks i've been like all right you know this guy here this guy did this here in this college and i've, I've done my research but a lot of these guys haven't panned out and i think it's because of the type of defensive scheme that we run don't necessarily jive with what these guys have done best in their college careers when we're talking about the cornerback position a lot of these guys haven't gelled you know I, i'm encouraged I, I don't know if the philadelphia eagles are going to be the top team in the nfc east but you, you kind of never know uh year to year what's going to happen there i think we're going to be competitive i'm not too uh i'm not too high on the coach that we hired and how the whole coaching uh hiring went down late in the season and who we got but we're here now, so you know I always root for my team, and, and whatever happens, happens, man. But I'm I'm encouraged by Devonta Smith and just re- really being a game changer as an ex receiver in in our lineup, and Jalen Rager coming back for a second season. He really was banged up this past season, but at the end of the day, man, this dude I know I know he had some potential, but he wasn't able to keep himself on the field. But the few things that I've seen, and with a year, you know, of not really having training camp and all that stuff, I think a lot of guys may may round into form when we're talking about that on the offense. And we still got our running backs who are pretty much intact. And I like what we're doing there. So I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. I'm not sure. I'm not willing to go out on a limb to say we win the NFC East. I'm not afraid of anybody else out there. Dallas Cowboys to, to be included, man. I know they have Dak back and, they should be, you know, like a well-oiled machine up and running. But that defense is horrible, and they've done nothing to address it. So, like I said, I, I'm not afraid of I'm not afraid of anybody. So, if we can't come out, I don't I don't really know who to predict right now because every every team has a hole in the NFC East. But so that that's enough amateur draft analysis uh, for right now. But but with that said, man, let's we're gonna get into the music. I'm gonna gonna break down the uh, Khaled album, and then we're also gonna get into more a Street Sermons. Be right back. All right, so about, what, last week was about Thursday, I think. You know, he dropped randomly. I don't know if it was special, but uh, Moray dropped Street Sermon. So, like I said earlier in the pod, man, I I first heard of this guy from a a Jay-Z playlist on Title, and the song was Quicksand, and that shit was so catchy. And I I know I've heard voices similar to his in the past. You know, when we're talking about Rod Wave, like, that's the most recent guy where I could say, like, voice-wise they sound different, but when you hear what they're rapping about, it's it's a little different. It's melodic. I like that melodic sound that guys are doing right now. So if you know me, it's not all about the boom bap rap. It's not all about uh, a certain type of sound with me. It's just about a, a certain type of feel and vibe that you give with the words that you're saying. So when I heard Quicksand, I was like, "Yo, this shit is amazing!" Like, you know what I mean? And then the energy in the video. So not a lot of people. Let me let me let me backtrack. I'm not super into videos at this point. In this digital age. Like if somebody drops a video, you know, and I happen to catch it in passing, I'll watch it. But sometimes, you know, the visuals on the flip side for a person like me who doesn't really watch videos, you know what I mean? It could definitely catch you and, and keep you engaged enough to really oh, let me let me see a little bit more about this guy. So I I deep though Moray before he had, you know, a cool body of work. So Like many of you, I downloaded his music and his random Lucy's that he had out there. And I was like, y'all, I can't wait to see what he does with the Focus Project. So here we are with Street Sermon. So uh, Trenches, definitely a fire song. Quicksand, of course, that's still on repeat. Uh, Reflections, I like that one a a lot. Switched Up, that one came out a couple months ago. And Kingdom. So those are the ones that, that stuck out for me. But as a whole, this whole thing just, I mean, it's 13 tracks thirteen uh thirty about thirty minutes, thirty five minutes or something like that. It's it's a really, really, really good album. I think it has something for everybody on there. Like you can see the uh the attempts to to shoot for the ladies. You can see the attempts to just have real shit and relatable shit on here. And I, I can't I can't say enough good things about it, man. Uh this dude has the it factor and his personality is great. You saw him on a I saw him on a breakfast club and you know, his happy to be here and humble approach to things, it's going to get this kid to go, you know, a pretty long, well, not kid grown ass man, but y'all know what I'm saying. He's, he's going to go a pretty, pretty long way with street sermons, man. I like this. I don't know if it's just a project, you know, it's nowadays, you really can't tell what these artists are, are dropping or what they're calling it. But if this is his first offering to, to everybody is, is well received by, by me, man. So he has my, my DSC stamp of approval. Y'all go check out that street sermons. All right, Khaled Khaled. Let's get into it. So I got a lot of lot of different things. So let, let me first open up with what 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 I think about Khaled that has nothing to do with Al. This dude is a, a very inspirational, motivational uh type of guy. Like, I don't really, from outside looking in, I don't see no malice in his heart. I like how he brings people together as far as musicians to work with them. I like how he's like the, the master motivator when it comes to like one of those coaches out there, like that just gives you, he talks a lot, that coach that talks a lot, that gives you all that pep to kind of be the best version of you. I think he does that for a lot of projects and a lot of things that he's put out. Like he believes in it wholeheartedly, even when some of us don't. And that's, that's a great thing. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you want to, You want to give a guy like that all the praise in the world and all of the, uh, you know, all of the support because his his personality is such an infectious one. Right. But then you have to take that hat off on how great of a guy he is and just really be like, okay, what's the project's quality that he's putting out? So outside of his social media following, outside of his his persona and all that, like what is the project about? So that that's my dilemma when, when I come into this Khaled Khaled album. You know what I mean? Like this he's he's doing the tried and true formula. You know, get a bunch of people, A list artists on there and to do their thing. So at this point, you can't fail. You know what I mean? Like it could either go really well or really bad. You know what I mean? Or or somewhere in the middle. And I don't think if you're Khaled, you wanna be somewhere in the middle. And I think that's where we are with this with this this body of work. It just feels like it's somewhere in the middle for me. um But l- let me let me start with the good on this. So of course you got sorry not sorry, and, and I'm going to double back to that with Jay and Nas and, and what that song meant and the type of talk these guys were doing. That damn near you know these guys are both fifty, almost fifty years of age. Man, I know Jay is, and and Nas is right there coming up on half a century. You know, like he said in a verse. So but well, I'm going to get to Sorry Not Sorry because I think that this song just deserves its own breakdown. But the songs I liked on it was Let It Go with Bieber, <laughs> Justin Bieber and 21 Savage, believe it or not. That's like an ill little bot for me. And I, I, I never have the same liking as far as my hip hop, man. Sometimes I just like these feel good songs. And 21 Savage has a presence similar to a, a 2 Chainz for me that no matter what, no matter what they are on, like their presence is felt... And they just have a unique approach to what they're saying, no matter what they're rapping about. So I definitely like let it go uh, from that standpoint. Thankful with Jeremiah and Lil Wayne. Uh, man, there ain't no love flip. Perfect flip. So let me let me get into the flips on this on the, on this thing, this project. These are these are some of my no no no. I'm not gonna get ahead. I'm not gonna get ahead. Let me stay on thankful. I'm gonna get to the to the bad. And that's that's in the bad with a lot of these uh these beat flips that he's doing. So thankful with Jeremiah and Wayne. He kinda tugs at my heartstrings. I love the organs, I love that 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 old school approach to to just having the singer come in and just bodying it and then you have Lil Wayne towards the end to come in and say his words where he has Lil Wayne sound a lot better than I've heard, you know, Lil Wayne in, in recent in recent songs. So you can always count on Khaled to bring the best out of Wayne and, um, Jeremiah haven't heard him in a while. I know he went through his thing with COVID and, and battled battle for his life. So it definitely resonated with me with what he was saying as far as in thankful and what he was singing about and how passionate he sounded in that song. So that's, that's a dope one. Um, where were you from? Buju Banton, and Cable and Bounty Killips. Again, another visual that brought that song to life. Like that's, that's after I listened to the song, but I like the song and that definitely bumps in the whip. I love my, my reggae music, you know, and I, I don't talk about it enough, man, but you know, that's, that's kind of my roots from coming from, uh, you know, the islands and Totola, St. St. Croix and things of that nature. So, I mean, I'm not an island boy, but like, you know, a lot of reggae and, and, and a lot of calypso and all that type of stuff is, is in my veins, but th- this one is definitely a banger production by ninth wonder. So This this is definitely a dope one, a street runner as well on production on this one. I Can Have It All with Bryson Tiller, Her and Meek Mill. Another beat flip that I actually like. So uh, I I rock with this one. I can feel it in the air. So that's one of my favorite hip hop songs ever. So when you do that right and you you come in and do that right, then you got me from there. So once I heard the beat flip, I was like, I'm going to like this. And I read the title and who was on it. I was like, yeah, this this can't fail. And they definitely uh lived up to it. Meek Mill's flow was a little bit off to me uh, on this one, but it was consistent with what Meek Mill does with the rags, the riches, and uh, you know, my my friends wasn't there for me, and now I got money type type thing. Like he he does that a lot. You know what I mean? But overall it worked well on this beat. So those are the songs I like. Oh, oh, little side note, little side note. Cardi B has an anthem on here with Big Paper. It's not for me. It's not for me, but it's hard to ignore. You be a fool to ignore the fact that this is going to be a big song as, you know, things start to open up and maybe some festivals, maybe some concerts, just just being out and about. I think this Big Paper song is going to be one of them joints that's, that's in the club. You know, I ain't in the club. I'm washed, but I can hear a song that's going to be big. You know what I mean? Just, just off, off the sound, and I, I definitely think that Cardi B has one in Big Paper. All right, all right. So it's, it's, it's really time to get into the bad man. I think Khaled really is like listening fatigue with Khaled because of he's doing the same things each and every time with these, with these albums. You know what I mean? And I think that's where the bad comes in as far as the sampling and not enough originality, you know what I mean? So that's what he's known for and I, and I get it it's easy to go to those samples and because they feel good to us and they and they're classics that he's remaking, but a lot of the times these people don't necessarily do well with them. Like, you know what I mean, um we we going crazy with Her Amigos, for me that was a no-go. Like I didn't like the Amigos flow on there. I didn't like what they did with her voice on there with I just didn't like none of it, you know what I mean? And I know outside of me and and bumping it in the whip or bumping it in the, in a day party or, or just a kickback. I know it will vibe well. And I think that's where this album does well in the background, just playing. It got some, some good songs on there. They're not terrible songs on here. You know, you got two old Drake songs and I, and I get it. You know what I mean? It's summertime vibes. He's trying to drop ahead of the summer and and get this going in the kickback second. I, I know the vibes. I know what he's trying to do, but for me, I've heard these songs, sat with these songs and then number 1, I didn't even like these two Drake songs to be honest with you. So putting it on the album was like ah, you know what I mean? So like I said earlier before, with the sampling and not enough originality, you can only go to that well but one so many times to before people are are just having fatigue with it. So now what do you do? You know, do you continue to just put a bunch of random people on on here, you had little baby you had the baby, you had Meg the Stallion, and a lot was left undesired from a lot of their verses, to be honest with you. I, I didn't really feel a whole lot of that. But are you coming into a Khaled album to listen to verses? Or are you, you know, you just hear you want to hear big big songs be great. And I think that's really, really what it is. And for me, I think the only critique I can give to Khaled as far as the bad part of this, this project is just less is more sometimes. Like some some of these songs sound too big sound sound too um polished and and i i know that people be like cash what are you talking about i mean sometimes you can do too much to a song sometimes you can overproduce a song sometimes it can just be a simple dope ass hook that's that's sung from the heart and the artist getting after it you know what i mean where the r&b singer falls into the the background or the r&b singer is the prominent voice on the song and then you have you know uh the rapper come in on the end similar to Jeremiah and, and little Wayne opened it up. You know, sometimes you can have these, these collaborations be a little bit too much. Like you had Ross, you had uh big Sean and I forget who else, but they, there was a posse cut later in the album. And I, I think that what's the name of that posse cut. This is my year with puff daddy, you know, a boogie with the hoodie. Like, so this by all accounts should, should work out, but it just didn't for me. And, and I think it was, eh, you know what I mean? You had, you know, the, the remix there, um, with Puff Daddy's, you know, if you, if you guys heard, you know, Puffs, um, first work, body of work, no way out. So like, like, like I'm saying, man, I don't really like this song and I don't like the Bryce until Lil little baby and Roddy rich. I didn't like the, um, you know, every chance I get with little baby and Durk, it just didn't seem like these guys brought it in, and oh, man, the god-awful Just Be with Justin Timberlake. Like, throw that in the trash. Throw that in the trash. Like, it, it, was, it was trash as far as the Just Be song. I didn't like that at all, man. He could have got anybody else. I don't like bringing Tim, Timberlake in, even though I'm a fan. I'm a fan of JT. I call him JT Lake. That's my guy. But I'm a fan, but I just think, you know, Justin Timberlake has had a run of just putting out bad music. Uh, since he did that that man in the woods project, and I just I haven't liked anything he done ever since. But you know, but overall, man, wrapping up this Cali Cali joint, it, it's just left much to be desired. You know what I mean? There's there's a lot of good on here, but there's also a lot of bad, and there's a lot of listener fatigue. So y'all le, y'all let me know if I'm if I'm off base or if y'all y'all agree or if you guys have a, a side note to that. But I'll wrap it up by by saying, just giving the crown jewel, sorry not sorry, the J and Nas song. This this was a uh, I want to wrap it up with that one because this will make be one of my songs of the year. It's just so much boss talk. It's great to see these guys still putting out music after all this time. They don't, neither one of them have to do it. I mean, you can clearly hear in the lyrics and in the lines that they're saying, Jay, with about the billions, uh, the crypto currency Scarface with Nas, and things that they're talking about as far as what they're making, you know what I mean? They don't have to do this. They don't have to offer this to us. And for me, if I'm being heavily critical of the song, yeah, the beat was a little bit slow and stuff like that. And I already wasn't a fan of the hook. But it's, it's digestible, right? It's digestible. The, the video, the visuals, they nailed it. Whoever whoever did the production on that that video nailed it. Nailed it. Shouts out to you. But those verses and what these guys are saying, super inspirational, super motivational. It's, it goes right with the Khaled brand. You know what I mean? And everything that these guys are talking about, the religion line that uh, Jay had in there, it's just so, so many quotables. The Herey Heary, only King stand near me with Nas. Like that's that's the stuff that I'm talking about. That's the stuff that we're all about as far as just, just fellowship and, and followership when we're talking about us on a podcast. It's just, you know, being with Kings and Queens that are on the same level and, and trying to level up in life. Like they, there's so many layered bars into into this sorry not sorry like I can go on on for days and for two of my favorite artists to ever pick up a mic to be doing it in and, and after all these years and all their history still be putting out music together that's relevant in this time hip hop is not aging and that's what I love that Jay and Nas keep they keep having to put out music Nas just won a Grammy you know Jay a couple years with four four four. This is adult contemporary rap at its finest and I I love this man I love these older guys putting out music that I can ride around to and listen to and then let alone when I'm with my kid who's you know a teenager right now he can listen to it and, and get those those wisdom and get those nuggets because there's not a lot of artists that are you know in their 20s and maybe early 30s that are talking this type of talk not a lot of them there are some but there's not a lot. And I love the fact that Jay and Nas decided to put this on the forefront on such a big album as far as one of the bigger albums that that dropped, regardless of how you feel about it. This is one of the premier acts that drops, uh this year as far as Khaled, you know, on a, on a, on a grand scale. So fire, fire, fire song, and I can't say enough great things about it. I, it's going to be whenever we have our mid-year wrap-up, our end of year, like we do with Iggy's uh, Loudmouth podcast. It's gonna be one of them ones that's on there, man. Because how how can you not? How can you leave it off, man? It's just too many quotables, too many quotables. So that's that's DJ Khaled's uh, um, Khaled Khaled wrap up for the album. Y'all check out these these last two albums that I talked about with the Moray Street Sermons. If you haven't, you're not familiar with him, and also you know check out and pick out what you got with the Khaled album and what you like about it, man. So I'm not here to hate on anything. I'm not here to, but you know we listen with a critical ear. And and that's really what, what we feel. Sometimes I hate that I listen with a critical ear because sometimes there's some songs I just want to enjoy and not be critical about. And there's also some good songs on here for that. Like I said, with the Let It Go with Bieber and Twenty One Savage. So very dope album with Khaled, uh, overall. Um about five joints that I like and then a few that can grow on me. But maybe 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 I won't return to them. But overall, I think a lot of people are going to like it. I'm not out here to say trash. Like, I don't, I'm not one of them dudes to say trash unless I absolutely <laughs> feel something's trash. But, you know, I, I think it's important to sit back, put, peel back the uh, the early reactions and, and just break it down yeah. and, and, and let people know what you feel about it. So let us know if you agree. Let us know if you agree. All right. With that said, man, we have a uh, really dope artist that's waiting here to get on with us. His name is Nums, He's from Newark, New Jersey. We're going to get into that interview as he discusses, you know, his road back to rapping, his uh EP road to 40, his latest EP with Able Mary, you know, uh Raise the Bar 2. They have also, you know, with Raise the Bar Two, they have part one, of course. And uh it's, it's a dope convo, man. So y'all stick around. Let's let's get into this artist and y'all, y'all go support, man, and check him out after y'all get to know him.
1: Yo, salute. Salute. Salute, salute man. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, no doubt, no doubt, man. How you feeling? I'm
0: good, man. Good. and blessed. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So, so man, just for the people who who haven't heard of you and and kind of don't know your story, man, just let them know who you are, where you're from, and, and how you got your start.
1: All right, so I'm originally um from Norfolk, New, New Jersey, uh born and raised there. Um, you know, I did a little bit of um rapping. I started rapping when I was about 13 years old. Um, you know, you know, interesting course as we'll, you know, we'll get into, I start rapping at 13, um, you know, did some tapes, you know, back in the day we had tapes, things like that. Um, uh, moving forward a little bit, start rapping a little bit harder. Once once I got to college doing shows, um, you know, things like that, I would say around like 2004. So this is probably, I'm about, uh, 23 years old and, um, I stopped rapping for, for a little bit. I, I really don't even know why. I just kind of lost the love for it, um, you know, graduating college, getting a job. And, you know, that type of thing was just happening. I really wasn't into it. Um, I had a friend of mine passed away in 2006. Um, his name was uh, Patrick. So, um, you know, for me, for me, music has always been therapy. You know what I'm saying? It still is to this day. So, um, you know, he got me back to, uh, you know, his passing was kind of rough and, got me back into rapping again. I did an album in 2008, uh, it was called PAT, um, uh, pushing against time is what the acronym was. Uh, so I did that, did that in 2008, did a little bit more, you know, a little bit of music after that. And then, um, come 2010, I just kind of hit a halt, you know what I'm saying? 2010 just kind of hit a halt and, you know, picked it up, picked it up by chance. And, um, 2020. So, I hadn't I hadn't written a a rap, you know, at least one I liked in 10 years. Um and then, you know, it just kind of came back to me.
0: So what what ultimately made you just get the hunger back to start rapping again?
1: Um, you know, over the years I would hear beats and I'd be like, yo, this is hard, you know what I'm saying? If I was rapping, I would, you know, this would be a beat that I like, but I, you know, I I never had something to like pen to it. Uh, so long story short um my, my boy and I uh Vaughn who I do the uh podcast with Great Minds podcast um uh, we just start having guests on you know what I'm saying pandemic hit. uh we had a lot of um I guess I don't know maybe even subconsciously um you know having guys like Sky Zoo, Ransom on um having times to you know time to listen to music and things like that um you know, that kind of inspired me a little bit, but I honestly, um, Abel Mary, who I have, um, raised the bar one and two with, uh, we had him on a podcast that just happened to, um, you know, run into him online, like this music and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I started digging into his music and I was just like, yo, if, if I was rapping in 2020, this is what I would be rapping about. This is, you know, this is the type of topics and the type of time I would be on if I was, you know, rapping. And then, um, you know, I would. I think on um, Halloween of 2020, uh, I wrote my first 16 in 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Um, I told Abel, I was like, "Yo, you know, I'm kind of, um, I'm digging your project." And then I just kind of hit him with, "Like, yo, you know, I, I used to rap back in the day." Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was that. It was that. Just that. That easy. Yeah. Just try to. You know, put my toe in the water a little bit. Again. You know, I. I don't know if like I got it still, you know what I'm saying. Um, at this time, I should say. And then, you know, I I sent them a lot of my old music, things like that. And he was like, "Yo, you could rap, man. You need to, you need to be doing this." And then I, I remember it was Halloween 2020, man. I wrote my first rhyme in 10 years, so and it just, uh, you know, I I called Abel that night, let him hear it, and then he was just like, "Yo, you know, we should do a, a joint." He was just like, you know, if we like how to joint, go do an EP. And that's how Raised the Bar One came on.
0: Yeah. So when I went back and checked that out, man, I mean, I, I was liking what I was hearing. It was reminiscent to, you know, the back and forth that you get from Styles P and Jada, or or as you said, you guys came on uh boastfully, the new Nas and A Z, you know, Styles hey, man. And Jada on. I mean, you, you gotta speak it to it in existence, right? Absolutely. You know? So how did you guys develop that that chemistry to, to go back and forth? It, it seems to me like you guys had to be in the same
1: room while recording these EPs. The, the, cra- the crazy thing is, well, the, the answer to that is no. Um, okay. We were not. Um, and something something even crazier, like we never even met in person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Abel's down in Virginia, I'm down in New Jersey and with the pandemic and stuff like that, but I just think we vibe like, you know, able reminds me of all, all the dudes I call my brothers, you know what I'm saying? And it was just kind of like, you know, sometimes you just get an intuition or a good feeling about, about a person, you know, for me, the most part, I, you know, I approach most situations, especially with strangers with some type of skepticism, you know what I'm saying? That's just, you know, growing up where I grew up and I mean, being a black man, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Um, but um, you know, it never felt that way. It always felt comfortable. Uh, but yeah, man, just kind of, kind of vibe. I think we feed off each other pretty well. Um, his pen certainly pushes my pen. Um, we got different styles, but I feel like we complement each other well. And um, you know, just kind of work up. But we working out of time to actually link the summer though. So you know, that'll be dope.
0: That's dope. And then like, that's cool, man, to reach out to somebody and just be like, hey, man. I mean, not to say you put pride aside, but a lot of people wouldn't put their pride to the side and say, yo, I'm a fan of what you do. I rap too, you know what I mean? And for a guy like Abel, who is definitely moving as far as the rate that he's putting out stuff, he could have easily said, nah, I ain't even trying to get on that wave, I'm doing me. But instead he stopped to do, you know, what he was doing to get with you on that, man. How did that make you feel in terms of just you know, wanting to at least get to where he's at in terms of the frequency and him him being that being as sharp as ever. You know what I mean? Like you had to get back to that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. It gave me um it, it gave me confidence for sure. You know, I think he I think I think Abe was a high level MC. You know what I'm saying? When we doing like raise the bar tapes and stuff like that, like he knocking out stuff like whether it's a concept joint, if it's just a a random 16, like he knocking those joint child in like, you know, a day tops a lot of times. Or if he got time, you know, he, he don't even write, man. So so it was good, man. You know, someone I was a fan of um, decided it was really, you know, in, into what I had to say, man. It was dope and it gave me a lot of confidence.
0: So road to 40. Explain that project to us because I got a lot of a lot of questions about that and a lot of similarities that that I want to share but like can you take people
1: through what road to 40 actually means all right so so we did raise the bar one once we decided to do that AP uh, EP sorry Uh, once we decided to do that it was just kind of like all right well I'm writing again Um, my birthday is in June so I'm about to record we drop raise the bar on Christmas uh, surprised a lot of people I didn't even tell a lot of people it was coming out because I wanted to make sure it was you know to my liking before I actually put it out you know on streaming and all, and all that so I was like all right so my plan is to drop my album entitled 40 on my 40th birthday in June so I'm like I'm gonna record all the way from Christmas to now but then like once we finish raised the bar like a whole like the floodgates of songs just you know Just start coming out like between between when I first wrote my first rap, October 31st and now we're in May, you know, I recorded 30 songs. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I'm like, yo, I need something to bridge that gap, you know, so I'm like, all right, well, I can't wait to 40 because I'm gonna have at this rate, I'm gonna have close to 50 songs the way I'm recording. So let me do road to 40. That's something that's going to kind of bridge the gap. Um, to when I dropped 40 on my actual 40th birthday. So that was, this is basically the the prelude. That was an EP, uh, 40 is going to be an LP, um, 10 joints, um, almost done with that. Uh, so it was kind of the prelude to that basically.
0: Damn. So how do you go from no raps in 10 years to having damn near 50? Like how does that creativity just explode in such a short amount of time?
1: um that i can't figure out again uh when i have to create like i I had a friend of mine he did like a full review a thorough review of my my album he was just like yo you sound like 10 years of rap for just in you you know what i'm saying um i you know to answer that question is i i feel like i have to record at this rate because i've already taken long hiatuses and and i'm like yeah yeah well you gotta make up time and like i'm always nervous that i might hit another one you know what I'm saying? I had one from 04 to like 08, or 04 to 07, and I had one from 2010 to 2020. So like, if I got anything that's coming to me, I'm knocking it out. You know what I'm saying? I I don't think I don't think I'm gonna hit one. I think my, you know, I think my creativity is back because, you know, this I I think between 2010 and 2020, I was trying to figure out like what to even rap about. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, you know, I would joke with my friends, they're like, yo, you gonna rap again? Nah, I'm like, wow, wow. You know, what I'm gonna rap about my kids going to daycare. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: what I was gonna say is uh with the similar story I was saying, I quit in 2010 myself. And oh, wow. the reason being is I mean, moving around, I'm in the military, moving around different bases, but I get stationed in Idaho. That's that's <laughs> that was like <laughs> career suicide at the time and digital yeah. wasn't as as powerful as it is now to where it doesn't matter where you at in the world, you can put it out, promote digitally and, and be a lot more creative. You know what I mean? So oh, I did yeah. the same exact thing, but I never picked up the mic again. Work got busy. Life got the best of me, man. But there's always something in me that keeps thinking like every time I hear a fire beat, every time I'm hearing a cadence or a flow, I would do that different or I would do that. Did, did right. you go through those things as as you were on that hiatus?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I listen to a lot of a, a lot of music. Like, you know, I listen to music all the time, but it's just kind of like, yo, you know, I I had periods in time where I was like, yo, this beat is crazy. I wish I had words. You know what I'm saying? It was like I just couldn't find like I could find words to like make a verse. So, like that's not really a thing. But like to to find a verse to my liking, I, I didn't find one in 10 years. I, I just didn't. Um, but yeah, you know, I'll be like, oh wow, this is dope. Or, you know, when I was rapping before I was like selling CDs or, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, I would just be wondering little things like, oh, I wonder how I would do if I was streaming my own music, how how that would look. So I just, you know, and I didn't, and back to Abel, like, I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. Like he, he not only helped me get on my feet with like, you know, just getting my confidence back and rapping and things like that. He showed me how to do like you know i mean i could have figured it out but it's just certain stuff and certain ways you post things or something like that that i didn't know that he helped with like the little you know the small stuff so um you know he he was definitely um dope all around man yeah with me man
0: it was kind of like self doubt held me back and from mm. like for so long and and not getting support or nothing like that so coming back into it like, did you think about those things? Like, damn, I'm about to be forty. Why am I still rapping? Uh, who's gonna, you know, who's gonna support me and oh. and all these things? Like, how do you how do you progress through all of those thoughts and still land on I'm gonna do this shit?
1: Um, I I, I thought about all that, man, because like, you know, one thing you don't want to be is like that that washed guy that's coming back. You know what I'm saying? So, I thought about all that, I thought about like, oh, I ain't wrapped this long, I don't think I'm whack. And you know what? I I bet a, I bet a lot of people did before they heard it. You know what I'm saying? Cuz um a lot of people were pleasantly surprised about and I I mean honest with you, I was pleasantly surprised with some of the stuff I came up to, came up with. But one thing about me is like I I'm a competitive dude, you know what I'm saying? So, if if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If it's not going to be hot, then it's just not people just not even going to know about it. You know what I'm saying? Like like back to, I, I've never really been a person that's going to be like, you know, I'm about to do this or I'm about to do that. Nine out of ten times, like when I told people I had music done, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know, I'm making a comeback when we did our podcast, right? We we prepped it, we met about it, and like we told we told people about the podcast the day before it was going to drop. You know, I never want to be the person. I like to just, I like to put stuff out when it's done or almost done or when I'm certain things are going to happen, so. Um, it's kind of my thing with that, but yeah, there was definitely doubt in my mind. Um, I know upon some people hearing it, they were probably like, oh, what's this dude gonna rap about? But I ain't gonna put it out if I feel like it ain't dope.
0: Yeah. Same, same here, man. I'm, I'm obsessed with quality. I'm obsessed with, uh, what the listener thinks, because I would think that artists should think that way. You know what I mean? Right. Like, are people going to enjoy this or am I just doing this for me? Because if I'm just doing this for me, I'm just, I'm the only one that's going to listen to it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I like that. The fact that you just put it out and, and I'm the same thing. I want to show and prove. I want to be like, here, it's there. Then receive whatever I'm going to receive from it. But the the build up and lead into it, it, it works with the marketing. But, you know, as, as you come along, you know, that, that'll that come along, the marketing building up to a release or something.
1: I was gonna say, another thing I said on on one of my songs um, on Roll the 40 is like, I mean, I do make music for myself. You know what I'm saying? um, Because it's therapeutic. And if if it was whack, I was just, you know, I might still make that song. I'll just keep it to myself. It felt good when I made it, you know what I'm saying? But um, I de- it's definitely great when the people rock with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that they have, man. Like, uh,
0: I've been seeing you guys on your social media following and and what you guys are doing with the promotion on this one this time around. I mean, I I think, like, with everything, you guys are getting better with the promotion and and more savvy, like you mentioned before. Abel showed you a few ways to post things a little bit different. Sometimes it's just those small things. Oh, yeah. And and that gets the ball rolling. So... I wanna go back to, to raise the bar too. So I mean it's five, five songs, so a quick, a quick listen. I know it's like, you know, choosing your favorite off that off that uh EP is like saying which kid is your favorite kid or kid exactly is your favorite parent. But if you had to choose one that you're returning to the most, which which song is it?
1: Two answers, but I I'll give you like if I if I had to take one uh, if I had to take one off, I would go bar heavy, right? Uh, bar Heavy's number three, I think. I, it's probably my favorite verse on the album of, of mine. Um, Abel murdered it, too, with all the football. Roethlisberger, Heinz Field yeah, references. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um <laughs> he, he murked that joint. I know a lot of people, um, the line I had, I, I said I heard your verse and threw it out like jazz. You know what I'm saying? You got to be a, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You gotta be a 90, 90s right. head to pick pick up that one. Uh, I'm going to say that, but if I'm going in a whip, the first song I'm putting on is Head Now Music. Like, that's coming on first. Um, like that beat is crazy. It got a different, different feel in a whip. but overall, like uh, in a vacuum, I got to take bar heavy.
0: For me, man, it's, uh, it's feel good music, man. It, it's feel good music. Yeah. It It's just one of yeah. the joints you could play at the barbecue. It's, it's one of them joints to where, um, it's perfectly placed on the EP. It's like, it's like that. Yeah. See you later. Goodbye. Song. We'll be back next time for raise the bar three. Type vibe, so and, and then it's just you guys. It caters to your flow more so, as far as you being the layback one in the in the group, right. and enables the more you know in your face. It is the more aggressive, so you guys yes. do balance each other out. So I, I like those two two as well. But I mean, you you also mentioned um, that you got a podcast as well, right? Yeah, yeah uh, tell I agree us a little my- bit about that.
1: Uh, Great minds Podcast, you know, I, I've been wanting to podcast for a while, and my partner Nivon, uh, a lot of times uh, we have, you know, different views on a lot of things, and a lot of times we have similar views, but I I always enjoy, like, his take on certain things, Um, so, you know, I, I wanted to do it, I didn't want to do the podcast by myself, Um, he's pretty well versed in a lot of things, from sports to movies to TV shows, and we... Uh, we've been friends since college, you know, over 20 years now. So um, I ran, I ran it by him. And at first we were going to run it as like a fantasy football podcast. Cause that's something we're heavy into. And then, you know, we just kind of morphed into like, all right, well let's do a little bit of everything. And the funny thing is that about it, like we never even did a fantasy football episode and we are about to be on episode 60, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, uh, it, it, it morphed into something else, which, um, which is dope, man. And, and we got a lot of love, man. A lot of, a lot of people kind you know, kind of, um, you know, rock with us early, you know, we hit a couple people up and um, I think it benefited us during the pandemic because a lot of people were just home, you know what I'm saying? Needed to find a way to promote themselves or just had more time, you know what I'm saying? When, whereas maybe they would have been on tour we wouldn't have been able to get an opportunity to get them on a podcast, but I think we just hit, I mean, we hit right at the right time. So it kind of worked out, man. We get some good feedback.
0: Sure, man. Yeah, you being kind of modest, man. Let let people know some of the artists and people you that you've been interviewing, man. Like,
1: you know, we we see um, you out here. Uh, oh, yeah, ran some on a couple of times. Um, definitely, definitely uh fan to the podcast at this point. Um, Sky Zoo on. Sky Zoo's uh one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, um my for sure. Um, you know, Sky Zoo the Sky Zoo uh, uh thing kind of spun everything forward, like um so I just hit Sky Skyzoo because he was posting about his new album. It was just like, you know, I just hit him up on Instagram like, "Yo, man, you know, we definitely gonna be talking about this new album on the podcast." I was saying like, you know, we just gonna be talking about it. And then he he kind of said something like, "All right, well, you know, let me know, you know, or hit me up." I'm like, "All right, well, say less." Yeah. So you know, linked up, um, got him going, and then Shane uh, Shay Noron. Uh, I got one of my homies that's good friends with Arsenis and the Heat Makers. Um, so he hooked that up for us. And then um, you know what happens? Like people start to see, like, oh, you know, Sky did this show and Shay Noor did the show, and then we hit Apollo Brown up. He got projects with both of them. Yeah. Apollo pole. Apollo yeah, pool. All,
0: all the people that we we looking to get to and, and then. Yeah, some, so, but, yeah. That's dope. But man. the
1: cra- the crazy thing about all that, like you think that like all those, all those dudes and Shay, like they just cool, man. I'm talking about like you know, we have the episode, like, you know, first time we had Ran on, Rand kicked it with us for another hour after we stopped recording. You know, what I'm saying he gave us his whole night. Um, you know, same with Apollo Brown, like, yo, you know, when things open up, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? So um, you know, definitely shout out to those to those people. Definitely not like Hollywood people, down to earth people with just like a tremendous skill set, really.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and it is dope, man, when you shoot your shot. And that's kind of what we've been doing too, man. It's just like, hey, man, let's just reach out. If they say no, they say no. And believe it or not, Cat's been actually responding, uh, people that are doing the same things that we're doing. And, and and it works out, man. So you never know, you just gotta you just gotta ask the question, man.
1: So right. And like um, you know, Ransom was saying on Twitter the other day, he was saying like the reason he does a lot of the, you know, local podcasts or up and coming podcasts is because, like, you know. Those are the people that are showing him love. Now you get people that, you know, he have been trying to, or, or you know, that haven't been showing him love until he got, you know, getting hot again. And yeah. it, now other people. So he kind of, kind of said like, "Yo, you know, I'm rocking with, rocking with the people that that been rocking with me." You know what I'm saying? Before, you know, he had the year he just had.
0: Yeah, and yeah, now he's everybody's favorite. I mean, it's it's crazy. I can go on and on for days for that.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, I'm a Jersey guy, so. I've been, you know, I've been listening to, I've been listening to Ransom. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So, here. but he had a yeah, same here. since the 18 yeah. man, and, and yeah, man, yeah, man. In New York. So, yeah, oh, I was, all right. you, get well, that, you already so. know that. Yeah. But right, yeah. that's dope. That's dope, man. So, rolled the 40, raise the ball one and two. Mm-hmm. I mean, where where else? What, what do you got next? What do you got coming up? Where else do you see yourself going from here?
1: Um, well, I'm dropping 40 in June. I'll be on my 40th birthday. Um so that's pretty much uh, almost done. I got uh probably like another two tracks that I want to re-record to master the sound a little bit better. Um get that mixed and mastered. Um probably get a single out first week of June and that's dropping on um, uh June 24th. Um that date's locked in. So uh 40th 40th birthday, dropping 40. Um you know my gift to myself and my gift to the world, man, or anybody that want to rock with it.
0: All right, for sure, man. We love to have you back on. Definitely, uh, some, you know, closer to that to that time frame and to talk yeah. about the album and stuff like that, and to be a part of the promo run for sure, man. So,
1: oh, appreciate that. Yeah,
0: no doubt, no doubt, man. So just, uh, you know, take us out, man. Let people know where they can find you. You know your social media handles and and, and anything else that you want to leave us with before we let you go.
1: All right, so I'm on um Twitter at Nums16 N-U-M-B-Z uh 16 on Twitter at Nums16. Um on Instagram at Nums Music, N-U-M-B-Z music, M-U-S-I-C, um on I-G. So um I put up a lot of reels, I put up a lot of uh, you know, any anything you want to hear, uh links in my bio, raise the bar one and two, uh, roll the 40, you know, what I'm saying if you're looking forward to 40. Uh, I think that's uh, roll the 40. We'll listen to it's a prelude, uh, to 40. And um, raise the bar one and two out right now, man. All
0: right, all right, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's Nums. Raise the bar two. We weren't able to have able on due to some uh, technical difficulties, but we're gonna have him on uh, on his own solo as he's just dropped soul playing. So, we got to get him before he drops something else because you know, yeah, man, works pretty uh, quickly. So. Check this out. This is a good uh, quick body of work. What, maybe 15 minutes? Easy listen. Uh, straight right. through, man. And you guys are definitely going to rewind and go back. It is one of those, those dope-ass EPs to where you can't really decide which, which is your favorite. <laughs> you have a new favorite every time you listen to it. So, again, check it out. Raise the bar to Numbs and Able Mary. I'm Cash from Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. We out. Peace out.